I, I, I can't complain. I mean, I, I didn't bloody know any difference. I never had any bloody dough. I'd, I'd get a few bob. And when I used to go to dances, that I used to ask him for some money all the bloody time, and he used to grizzle like Christ if I went to too many. <laughs> and uh, we all, I always had a good car because he always had new cars, even before I learned to drive. He always had good cars because he used to judge a person by the car they drove. Who mm. is an old prick? <laughs> well, he, he didn't. He sort of used to have the best of everything not just cars though oh tvs tvs yeah yeah well he used to get ian jones out there this is before the tvs stations first really started broadcasting pop they were only on reduced power and he used to get ian jones out try and get a signal and ian had a bloody an aerial he used to used to fall down he used to lift it up high you know we bought our first tv three months before tv started and all we could get was a fuzzy test pad. <laughs> and we used to sit in the bloody lounge watching the test pad. <laughs> yeah, bloody stupid. Yeah. <laughs> even when we got uh, we got TV, I think they were only on about 25% power or something for a while. I think it was 17-inch, I think, that was the first one. We had, that was um, the bigger, there was two, two sizes you could get. Oh, it might have been 21, 17 and 21, I think they were. And we had the 21-inch. It was all black and white, of course. Mm. And uh, Ian Jones in Mumbai, he only just died a year or two back. He had a partner, Charlie Adams. Uh, Charlie was a sleeping partner, you know, really he didn't didn't work there. But Charlie was telling me one day that the old man was uh, Ian Jones' biggest customer. (laughs) Yeah. But bloody records. Um, Back in those days it was all 78s, you know. Yeah. And uh, he'd ring Ian Jones up and tell him to send some records out with the mailman <laughs> and 15 or 20 or so. Yeah. And he'd pick out the ones he liked and take the rest back. And they, there was, don't know, I don't know, in those days you couldn't, you wouldn't get anyone to do it now. No, that's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he used to send them out with the mailman. They were pretty good old days, though. So bloody mailman used to come every six days a week. Yeah. And... Uh, was just a, about a five-ton truck, and they used to just put everything on the back, no cover or anything like that. And we used to get our meat delivered whenever we wanted. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, we wanted stuff from fruit growers or something like that. You just ring them up, and they'd put it, give it to the mailman. Yeah, well, see, when we went out to the Dillabar, there was no electricity. No. No power. A dirt road corrugated, and the crow's foot used to go about that high in the middle of the... <laughs> it was just the two wheel tracks. Yeah, yeah. It's the crow's foot going up the centre and every now and again the council would send a grader out and they'd grade it and the same thing would happen again it was corrugated the road used to be terrible mm. and uh, all those people living out there now wouldn't know themselves yeah that's it's, right it's quite it, populous it just shows you how times changed when if you're going to Brisbane for something you'd ask around to see what the road was like <laughs> yeah that's a fact yeah because it was only just an narrow strip of bitumen, just wide enough for the two lanes, you know? Yeah. And, uh, oh, the bloody potholes that used to get in it. Yep. something terrible. But I'll never forget, this is back around about 56, 57. Les Roper, the uncle, him and Pat were coming up from Brisbane to visit us just for the day. And uh, they got somewhere down past uh, Palm View there. And he broke a bloody axle. 
<laughs> and they rang us up oh, you must, because there were no mobile phones or nothing then so he must have gone to someone's place and rang us and the old man sent me down on the bloody tractor the tractor wasn't registered and I never had a licence <laughs> to pull him back to Wombai to Langton's garage <laughs> so we hooked her up and pulled along gets so as flat as a bloody tack on the tractor which only did 13 miles an hour <laughs> And I looks back, and here's his back wheel going further and further out <laughs> because it's a broken axle and there's nothing holding it in. So we had to stop, <laughs> and uh, um, I gave him a lift back to Wombai then, and he stood on the back of the, the drawbar of the tractor at the back. That <laughs> was as busy as buggery, like in those days it was a bloody Sunday and a lot of traffic on the road, and uh, here's me with the bloody tractor, no no registration, no licence. No cops, fortunately. <laughs> so I, I dropped him off at Wumbo. I don't know what happened then. I can't remember what happened. Dropped him off at Langton Scrides because the Lang- Langton Scrides, there was Steve Langton and the two boys. One of them was Boy. They were both motorbike riders. Used to, uh, pretty good, you know. Um, they, but Steve, well, they all did it, though, because the boys were young and they used to live at the back of the garage. When we were going to school at uh, Kill Mountain, I was quite a bit older, like I was... I was you were five and I was about 11. That sounds just a little bit creepy when you go back that far. Yeah, well, when I when I started, um, the teacher was Heather Pringle, Sandra's cousin. Just getting back to the old man, like I was telling you how bloody useless he was on the farm. The only thing that kept him going was, uh, when he went there, he had um, 40 acres. And he sold well, nearly 40 just, we'll say 40 for to make round figures. And he sold one block, 10 acres or 11 acres, 11 acres I think it was, to his brother-in-law, Archway Good. And the back block, which was the best of it, he sold, um, that was just on eight acres there, to Len, his brother. Mm. And <laughs> that kept him going. <laughs> Otherwise, he, then I left school then, and he lived off me. Um and this uh, Len Westaway, the bloke I used to work for there, um, mum heard him, he was talking to the bloody carrier. The carrier was going in to get his pines, he used to take them to the station. And they, Len met him on just on the bit off the road on the way in, the, the track, I mean, near the road. And mum was out hanging the washing up. I wasn't on the line. She could hear every bloody word they were saying. And uh, the one that stuck in my mind, the one that she told the old man about was Len Westaway said, he lives off his lad. (laughs) (laughs) They were talking about him, see? Yeah. Len Westaway, I was working for Len at the time. He lives off his lad, which was bloody right. Mm. He did. And it used to piss me off, you know, when I was cutting cane and that. Margie was living in town, uh, was working in town. She was working at the uh, one of the chemists. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a couple of good jobs in town. And she used to bloody buy bacon and stuff like that and cook it for herself, you know. And we never had anything we'd like never, that. We'd never eaten bacon before we got married. No. What? <laughs> and here's her. She was able to keep all her money. And... Um, 
Jenny was the same. Jenny was, used to work for COD. That was the fruit shop. I don't know whether you remember them on the, the corner of the corner of Curry and like yeah, there where the bag shop is. Uh, I remember. Uh, Jenny worked there for a long time, yeah. and she saved all her money. And uh, Margie was she, she bought a new car, a, mor- uh, a, a mini minor, brand new, and um, she so like she had her money. And uh, I don't know what Chris was hardly ever home when she was young, like after she left school. Uh, Chris goes on about how great he was and all that. She was, as I say, she was hardly ever there. Mm. It's it, it seems seems kind of funny that the girls got to keep their money. Yeah. Like you know, like historically, you would have thought that the girls would have had their wages taken off them too. You know the old bastard. He had the heart to tell Margie. This is just in recent years that uh, he gave me that farm of Lens. Oh, really? Yeah. And Margie thought he did. And I said, no way. I said, I brought that off Lynn when I was 18. Mm. Lynn virtually walked out. I took over his, 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 a, his agricultural, agricultural bank. bank. He, he, Lynn had borrowed money. It was about 3,500 or something. Right. And uh, I took over his... What was left paying. Yeah. Took yeah. A few years to so that's that's where Sunny Hills was. Yeah. 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 And that and Len had the original house he, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Len built that, the, the bit of a house there, and the one up where we used to live on the road there. That was um, where Arch and Grace. Yeah. That was a rented one. Yeah. His, his sister, and uh, that was an old army hut. Arch brought, and. Uh, but he uh, put it up there. But uh, yeah, bloody, no. I was, I was pissed off when Margie told me that. He gave me that. He never bloody had it. <laughs> he told me when I went up to Mount Isa, he said, don't sell this joint because he said, I might want to borrow some money on it. <laughs> well, how the hell was he going to do that when the deeds and everything had been in my, my name for bloody donkey's years wow. since I was 18? Yeah. So. Uh, he couldn't have done anyway, but un- he, he never told me, but he just bloody, he sold his place. I didn't know what he was doing. And he moved over there and started bloody doing the building and all that, extending it and all that. Never asked me. Oh, really? Our yeah. house? Like our yeah. house? Oh, gosh. Yeah, never asked me. I didn't and, know that. But didn't you work on it with him? No. No. Oh, not, not that place. Like, oh, I... When we came back... The, oh, one up, the one further up the hill there. Oh, right, so yeah. near the Rosellas. I think I was 28 when I found out about Mary. Wow. Because I always thought she was an auntie, you know. Mm. And uh, there were two of them. There was Mary and Roy. Roy's, Roy lives up on the range with his daughter up at Flaxton. He's in his 90s now. He was um, one of the other mum's sister's kids out, kid out of before she got married, you know. Oh, right, OK. He never knew. He went to get his old age pension. <laughs> That's what he found out. Oh, gosh. Yeah. He never had a clue. Mm. But we were bloody glad to get rid of him. That was one of the reasons why we went to Mount Oz. We were we? happy to go to Mount Oz. Yeah, yeah. get out of his bloody clutches.